0: This is Talk, Record, Upload. A podcast about anything and everything. I'm Steve. And I'm Logan. Let's talk about some stuff.
1: Hi, Logan. What's up, Steve? Nothing. You seem down. What's up? Well, you know, you and I both just watched the same U.S. Wales game, and I'm not super excited about it. But, that is that is fair, you know. Uh, kind of gives away when we record this, and I realize uh, that nobody will be listening to this until after all the group stage is played. Correct. Um, so we're not going to have yeah. much input on the next two games, but mm-hmm. we did just
0: watch the first game. So we did. Yeah, everybody will be. We're recording a little bit ahead because Logan's going on vacation. So, um, but yeah, we uh, yeah. It wasn't great. No, I mean not the second I, half.
1: I definitely understand the thought of one point in your first game is good, and we have advanced fifty-nine. I think they said percent of the time that we get points in our first game. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's we should have got three, <laughs> and now we're gonna have to. I assume rely on four points because I I will be absolutely floored if we beat England on Friday.
0: Yeah, I think we're going to have to rely on four or five points. I mean, maybe we can pull a draw against England, but the way they looked this morning, they looked really good. Yeah,
1: and even if they, for some reason, decide, oh, let's not have our starting lineup out there. Well, you saw the four guys they brought on as subs. Right. You know, I, I had heard before the tournament that England could field two separate teams that would make it out of the group stage.
0: Yeah, and yep, uh, yep. that
1: is very evident. I don't see us beating England. I hope I'm wrong. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. see it happening. I don't see us Iran. I think we're gonna lose that game, and I think we're gonna beat Iran unless they. Yeah, I don't know. It's the World yeah. Cup, so stuff happens, and it is right. the United States, so yep. stuff yep. happens to us. So
0: yeah, yeah, and uh yeah, Iran didn't look good, no. and Wales, Wales looked beatable. Yeah. They. They made some really good second-half adjustments. Um, I just The energy we had in the first half just didn't carry over to the second half. Oh. We lost all momentum. We lost all possession. Everything we did right in the first half, we stopped doing in the second half. So it just wasn't great. Story of U.S. soccer. That's I fair. Think,
1: I think we can beat Iran unless they change their name to Ghana, in which case <laughs> we're probably toast. Yeah, yeah, but
0: yeah, I think we can get three points against Iran, and I think we can maybe get a point against England. But even then, I still think it's it's four or five points, and we have to rely on that to be able to win second place in the group. I just,
1: I think uh, we're gonna. It's gonna come down to a goal differential between us and Wales, because I think Wales is also gonna get their butt kicked by England. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'm just really hoping that we are healthy enough against Iran and we can mm-hmm. put in lots of goals because I have a feeling yeah. that Wales will score lots of goals mm-hmm. against Iran so.
0: yeah I think it's going to come down to who scores more goals against Iran that's probably going to decide the group yep. is who scores more goals in that game and uh, that's a scary thought because we don't score a lot of goals not normally, at least. No, we should be able to.
1: We have goal scorers, but I guess it just depends on who gets to play and who
0: doesn't. So. Right, exactly. So we'll find out. I uh, I don't feel the most awesome. I mean, if you would have told me before the game that we would have drawn to Wales, I would have said that's fine. But like you said, we were texting. We should have been able to take three points against Wales. Yeah. And especially after how the first half went. Yep. So. But who knows? Who knows? Only forward now. Yep. On to the next one. Just got to hope we get six points out of the next two games. Exactly. Make exactly. it real easy. If we get six points and like a plus 10 goal differential, I feel like that's going to secure us. That'd the, be cool. Hey, England
1: put up six against.
0: <laughs> I feel like we can do at least three. Yeah, we can do three against Iran, and then we just got to get like seven against England. I think we yeah. can do that. Yeah. That's doable. Agreed. Well, so, I mean, speaking of sports. Speaking of sports. Um, I guess I we can go ahead and kind of dive into our topic for today. Yeah, might as well. It's all sports-related, yeah. very sports-heavy episode. I know
1: that's kind of weird for us, as our mm-hmm. listeners will probably notice. Uh, we don't talk sports that often. Yeah. Um, actually, I guess to be fair, in most of our episodes, they're not sports-related.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah. We just usually end up talking about sports somehow. Well, you know. Um, But I had the idea for this week, I thought it'd be a fun episode, to talk about our personal top five sports moments of all time. There's, you know, obviously sports is something that, you know, brings a lot of people together. It's very uh, exciting and relatable, and people like to, you know, root for sports, and... You know, you and I both are that way, and so I thought it'd be fun to talk about our top five moments in sports history that have had the greatest impact in our lives. So we each made five lists. I think we've each got some honorable mentions. You going to take some turns, and we'll uh, see how many times we can greet for each other. Yeah, perfect.
1: I'm gonna go s- with. I'm gonna go with two.
0: And I'm not counting the order.
1: I'm, I don't care about the order. I'm just saying sure. on the list. I'm yeah. going with, we're going to have two similars.
0: I think we will have one similar. Oh, okay. All right. So. All, right. All, right. All, right. All right. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to start off with my number five. I'm going to take us back to 2010. to the World Cup of the US of A playing Algeria. For uh, most people our age that follow soccer pretty passionately. This is kind of an iconic moment for a lot of people. Um, This was, and this has been a minute, so I may not remember all the details perfectly, but from what I remember, um, it was US basically facing elimination in the group stage. We needed to get a good result in this game. It was the last game of the group stages and we were down by one going late into the game. Landon Donovan comes up with an incredible goal in stoppage time to not only win against Algeria, but ended up giving us the win of the group. And the iconic commentary that I think everybody, probably everybody who follows soccer would recognize, of Go Go USA. Just the passion of that moment, the culmination of so many people that this is not a soccer country, we are not... You know, going to ever have success in the World Cup, we will always just fall apart like we always do. We'll always fail out of the group stage or maybe get second in the group every once in a while. It was proving to the world stage that we belong here. We belong in this tournament. We can compete in this tournament. And we went out and proved it that that year. And it was just a pretty incredible moment for any soccer fan from the U.S., especially ones our age that grew up with not a lot of success in the World Cup with the U.S., it was it was a pretty incredible moment. So that's my number five. Did I? Did I do it? So, uh, that's your number
1: five. Cool, I guess. In, yeah. in uh, natural sake, we'll go to my number five. Yeah. Uh, my number five is titled Go, Go, USA. Uh, some of you may Remember, including apparently Logan, who does remember uh, this one. Uh, It was, in fact, the same uh, Landon Donovan's goal. Um, We were not down one to nothing. It was 0-0. It was a game winner to get us three points. Okay. Um, And you were right. It was the, uh, it gave us the win in group C. Okay. In the knockout round, uh, sorry, which sent us to the knockout round, sorry. Right. um, (laughs) As the first place group winner for that one. Um, I think that one's iconic because I distinctly remember 2010 being the first World Cup that I watched with friends who did not follow soccer. Mm. You know, before then it was always just me and my dad and other people that I talked to about it that watched soccer. 2010 right. was one of the first ones I remember watching with people who did not watch soccer, mm-hmm. did not follow soccer, but they were invested for some stupid reason and then that goal happened. and I think for me that's so that's such an important goal because it, kind of catapulted U.S. soccer a little bit higher mm-hmm. than where we originally were, and I think yep. that has started this, that's what really started this passion of U.S. soccer fans and stuff, and I think pretty much any U.S. soccer fan would tell you that that's really where the passion started.
0: And yeah. A cool little tidbit that I forgot about that one, mm-hmm. do you know who finished second that year behind us in that group? Um, I don't, but I'm going to go ahead and take a guess and say Ghana. Nope. No. Oh. England? England. Mm. Yeah, 2010. That was the year that uh, England-USA won one, that goalie green something. I can't remember his first name, but yeah. he let that ball bounce over his shoulder, and we were like, we finally got points against England's yeah. on a silly goal that had nothing to do with our play whatsoever, but... Exactly. But hey, you know what other English goalkeeper
1: has had that happen to them? And that's Jordan Pickford. He has had balls go between his legs for goals. And conveniently, he's their goalie now. So maybe (laughs) something crazy will happen on Friday.
0: Here's hoping. it would be delightful. All right. Let's go to number four so you can steal my number four. All right. My number four. We're going to go to 2013. The fans of this team will recognize the the match just by a single name and that name is Deeney. Watford versus Leicester City, the championship pr- playoff, they're playing for a promotion to the Premier League. Um, it is in the aggregate system, so in the aggregate system um, Watford was set to lose on the aggregates Leicester. Leicester gets the ball, drives down the fields trying to kill the clock um, and one of their players gets a incredibly questionable PK. Awful call, but you know, it is what it is. Um, In the dying minutes of the match. I mean, I think it was supposed to be like three minutes of stoppage time. And I think we were already in minute seven or something stupid. Um, Anyway, they go down, they take their time taking the PK, finally take the PK, which... If you follow soccer, you know PKs are pretty high success rate, especially in regulation. Um, but the keeper for Watford makes an incredible save. The ball then spills right to the keep, the guy who took the PK, where he gets a wide open shot, that the keeper then again makes another incredible save. Um, just unreal saves. Um, Watford then clears the ball. They are driving down the field this has to be like the dying moments of the game. This has to be it. Watford goes down the field, a couple passes dink around, and the ball falls to Troy Deeney, where he blasts the ball into the back of the net, giving Watford the win in the dying moments, sending them to the championship playoff final, where they go and win, giving them promotion for 2014 one of the most iconic commentary moments I mean easily in the top three commentary moments of all time for me um, just the emotions of that game are so good just so good can't be beat if you've never seen it go watch a video just sur- Just search Watford Deeney, you'll find it it's not hard to find so anyway that's my number four
1: excellent well yeah. I learned a thing just right now yeah I learned that our topic today is not our top five U.S. sports moments um, because, for those of you who don't know, Watford not in the U.S. But that is correct. But all of my top five are in the U.S. Interesting. So uh, Logan and I's lists are going to be a little different. But I'm going to roll with it because I'm American, so in true American form, why would I care about any other countries?
0: That's, that's fair. I mean, I don't believe at any point I texted you that it was going to be a U.S. I believe our conversation was just top sports moments. But that's fine if you want to rock with a different... We'll, we'll just have two different topics and that'll be yeah, okay. Yeah,
1: it works. I mean, to be fair, I would have had to do a lot of extra research to find any that would have gone above these ones in my list anyway.
0: Sure. Simply sure, sure. just
1: because all the ones in my list my list directly impact me, so obviously sure. they're going to mean more to me anyway. So yeah, I probably okay. would have ended up with the same list. I probably would have felt guilty and found one outside of the United States and thrown it in. So okay, fair I'll, enough. I'll, I'll, I'm going
0: to roll with it. Yeah. Um, Spoiler alert: that is not my last one. That is not that does uh, happen outside of the U.S. But
1: excellent, excellent. Yeah. Uh Anyway, so my number four. Yeah. My number four is the 2002 Salt Lake City Olympic ceremony, opening ceremony. Ooh. So, again, as I said at the beginning, I think Logan and I may have taken a little bit different uh, paths to make our (laughs) lists as to what is important to us. Now, I did not mean that I thought we were just in the United States. Um, What I actually meant is exhibited here by... uh, the fact that this technically, while it is sports-related, does not involve the playing of sports. Okay, sure. But it sure. is sports-related. Mm-hmm. So that's where I kind of go in. Um, but anyway, the 2002 Salt Lake City Games, Salt Lake City, of course, being in the United States,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that was the Olympics right after 9-11. Yep. So our nation was recovering from those attacks on 9/11 and mm-hmm. uh, all of the stuff that came with after that. Uh, we still held the Olympics here and all that, which was good. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people probably don't remember this because, um, I mean, you know, we were kind of young and probably didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it. But yeah, yeah, um, you know, during the opening ceremonies, uh, members of Team USA walked out uh, carrying a flag, a torn flag that was recovered from the World Trade Centers Mm. and they were Mm -hmm. surrounded by NYPD, FDNY, New York Port Authority, all those guys. They were surrounded by them. Um, And the stadium was completely silent when Mm. they came out. There was no noise at all And that lasted all the way until they started singing, they being the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, which I did not remember it was who sang this. I remember the National Anthem, but I don't remember who it was that sang Mm -hmm. it. But it was actually the Mormon Tabernacle Choir sang the National Anthem. Stadium was completely silent. They walked Mm. out, no noise, until the anthem started. Mm. So... Kind of one of the biggest moments, I guess, patriotic wise, and you know, kind of one of those moments where sports becomes more than sports, kind of thing. Yeah. And, yeah.
0: Um,
1: so, taking this assignment, if you will, of ours for this episode being uh, U.S. important moments, this one's sure. on my list. Sure. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> okay. So that's my yeah. number four. I like that. I like it. No, that's good. That's I mean, taking sports uh, outside of is sports or when I love when sports are more than sports. Yep. It's, it's cool. All right. It's a good one. I like that one. That's good. Well, mine, we're going to go to number three. Mine will be one that will make you probably roll your eyes, which is my second favorite thing to do in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but my number three is going to be Super Bowl 51. Cool. Cool. Um, Super Bowl Fifty One is best remembered by uh, just two numbers, twenty-eight to three, mm-hmm. which is the lead that the Falcons held on the Patriots. Nearing the end of the third quarter, those of you who don't know, I am a small Patriots fan, large one. Still, um, I will vouch. Still, yeah. I told I told you from the beginning I am a Patriots fan. Like I don't know why you never believed me. But anyway, um, Falcons were up 28-3 to three, nearing the end of the third quarter. Uh, for those of you who do follow football, 25-point lead at the end of the third quarter is a pretty, uh, pretty safe margin, um, especially in the Super Bowl. Teams don't blow the Super Bowl the lead that large. I believe before this, like, the biggest comeback was, like, 10 points or something ridiculous going into the third quarter. So, yeah. Um, the Falcons had been dominant the entire game. Patriots did absolutely nothing. Their defense was stifling. It just Patriots were doing nothing. The Falcons had so many chances where they just had to do this one thing to put the game out of reach. One more field goal would have done it, would have made it impossible. But several key defensive plays, a couple sacks, a forced fumble, um, a couple drives that the Falcons made some crucial mistakes patriots go down tie up the ball in the dining moments of the game win the coin flip drive the ball down the field score the game winning touchdown securing what is the greatest comeback in playoff history as is in my opinion greatest super bowl of all time and is the greatest um top three moment for me in sports history so that's my number three all right. Well,
1: I go from talking about 9/11 and our country coming together and Logan talks about Tom Brady. So I did not see Tom Brady's name once. Sir. Well, that's a good point. But uh, the reason that that doesn't make my list aside from the fact that I could not possibly hate Tom Brady and the Patriots more sure. um, is that I feel like it's just a matter of time before we figure out how they cheated in that game. Also, so I'm just kind of waiting for that to come out. Okay. And sure. then we'll see. Yeah, then we'll see what happens with it, I guess.
0: I'm just saying, every team cheats. Okay. Every team cheats. People just don't like the Patriots. That's true. Yep. All right.
1: Your number three? My number three is one that I assume will be on your list. Okay. And if it's not, then you're really bad at this game. Okay. Um, my number three is also both of our number one favorite movie, which is why I feel like (laughs) this should be on both of our lists. Sure, sure, sure. The Miracle on Ice, of course, is number three. Um, Uh In fact, I feel like anybody who knows me will go into this topic and assume this is my number one. Mm -hmm. Um, And in fact, when I first sat down to write out my list for this Mm -hmm. episode, the Mm -hmm. first thing I typed was the title because, you know, Obviously, I have to title documents, even if I'm the only person that's going to see it. That's just <laughs> how my OCD works. But then the second thing I typed was mm-hmm. a number one, and I wrote Miracle on Ice. Of course. Uh, it then got moved down because, well, we'll get there. Okay. Um, Miracle on Ice, single greatest and most iconic sports moment in the history of the United States. I, mm. I don't think there's any, any argument about that, really. Mm-hmm. Um, when you factor in all of the stuff that we were going through as a country and during some of our darkest times leading up to that game. Mm. And quite frankly, we had no real reason to feel proud as Americans at that particular Mm. time. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people, it's kind of portrayed in the movie even, that that's a lot of people were dealing with that.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: We were still dealing with betrayal from the Watergate scandal and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, The Iranian Revolution had caused oil crisis, so gas was just absolutely skyrocketing. Uh, There were still Americans being held hostage in Iran, and had been at that point for over two months,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and to make matters worse, Soviets had invaded Afghanistan on Christmas Eve, four weeks ahead of the games that were going to be in Lake Placid. Yep. So that that's a big uh, moment in that movie. In fact, was when they yeah. talked about the Soviets were not going to come, and then they decided to come, and then we were going to boycott the Olympics. And mm-hmm. anyway, we ended up playing uh, on February twenty second, nineteen eighty. Mm. we defeated the Soviets four to three with a bunch of young college kids. Mm. Now, I think a lot of people who haven't seen the movie or just didn't pay that much attention to the movie would forget that it was not the gold medal match. We did not beat them in the gold medal match. Correct. We beat them in the semifinals. Mm -hmm. But we then went on to win the gold medal match. Against? Sweden. Very good. And the Soviets one third place, because you know, right. obviously they weren't going to lose again. Do you remember who they beat? Who the
0: Soviets beat? Yeah, in the third place game. I don't. Finland. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Um. So,
1: yeah, that's my number three, Miracle on Ice. My number Very three, good. most people think number one, but
0: mm-hmm. not anymore. Okay, fair enough. My number two is going to be the second iteration of us... Uh, going a little bit different direction. Mm -hmm. Um, Mine is, uh, funny enough, something that pains me as a sports fan of the team that didn't get the the good here, but I recognize as one of the greatest uh, moments in sports history. And that is what has earned the nickname of the final day, which is the 2012 EPL Championship. Mm -hmm. Um... Man United, Manchester City are going into the last day of the season tied. City is up on a plus eight goal differential, um, which means all they need to do is match the result of United, and they will win. And they are playing QPR, uh, which are they're fighting for relegation. Like they're they're a bad team, so City should have absolutely no problem. Um, well, City do struggle, and um, QPR uh, actually manages to go up by one down a man in the 60, sorry, 77th minute. Um, so, and meantime, the same the game is being played at the same exact time. Manchester United are winning their game and the United game finishes right around when the city game is going into stoppage time. So city knows that they have to win their game in order to win the championship. Um, city need two goals in stoppage time, two minutes in, Stop, you know, stoppage time, City scored the one goal. And then in the dying minutes of the match, it was the 94th out of 94 minutes. Probably would have been the last kick of the game if it wouldn't have gone in. The ball finds its way to Aguero, who scores the match winner, giving City their first championship in 44 years. Again, one of those commentary, iconic commentary moments. that like It sticks in my brain because of the great commentary. Just a fun just just good it's just (laughs) good soccer it's just when soccer is good you know i do agree it sucked as a a manchester united fan but yes i'm
1: also a manchester united fan so i was there uh, with you i assume 2012 we would have known each
0: other in 2012 something around there yeah so we were probably texting about it i would assume i would assume so as well yeah
1: wow we've been friends way
0: too long we have so that's my number two
1: very nice uh i again am going to go in a very different direction with my number two yeah
0: um
1: because again you and i had very different ideas and this one isn't even necessarily i mean mine is obviously u.s related but even further than that you and i had very different ideas for what we were doing here um but honestly i think it's been enjoyable you know yeah I think it's been uh, I think it's been enjoyable our different yeah. takes here. So, uh, my number two here is April fifteenth, nineteen forty seven. Okay. April fifteenth, nineteen forty seven. Logan, you asked with your eyes. Mm-hmm. Is the day that a certain young man broke the color barrier mm-hmm. in Major League Baseball? Yeah. I of course am talking about Satchel Pit. No, I'm kidding. Jackie Robinson. <laughs> Yep. Uh, that one I think is iconic and important for sports for tons of reasons that I should not have to explain and if I do honestly just quit listening to our podcast because <laughs> if I had to explain that come on you know you broke the color barrier that's obviously why that's why obviously right. why that particular day was incredibly important so yep. Yep. I think that has reaching effects on other countries mm. as well so that one I mm-hmm. guess kind of is not just a US thing but yeah in U.S. things, I think there are few greater things than that. Yep. Well, one, I guess, because this is my number two. So obviously, <laughs> there's one that I think is a little bit bigger, and I will yeah. get into why, because I don't want anybody to hate me. I will, I will mention why I think my number one is number one over the color mm-hmm. barrier being broken. But yeah, I think obviously Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier—that's a huge thing for U.S. sports and for sports all around. Um, yeah. So there you go. That's my yeah. number two, April fifteenth, nineteen
0: forty-seven. I like he that re- one. He that's reached on an error and s- played first base. Reached on <laughs> an error. Scored the
1: game-winning run. In case.
0: There you go. Was wondering. Very exciting. Yeah, I mean that one ranks up. I mean, right with Jesse Owens for me. I mean, that's uh, that's a pretty great moment for sure. Yep. So. All right. Well, my number one. I like you. Created my document. I titled it obviously. Um and then I typed one period miracle on ice. Yep. And I did not change my list, unlike you. Um for me, all the same exact reasons you listed. Um everything outside of the game that made this such a good moment for this country, on top of the fact that just the game itself was an incredible game. I mean The hockey game was good. The fact that this U.S. team showed up with a bunch of college students to play against this Soviet team that had been playing together for 20 years. I mean, it was college kids playing against grown men who'd been doing this their entire adult life. Um, They weren't even projected to make it out of the group stage. They did that. Then they got the unfortunate draw of drawing USSR in the semis. Everybody was like, well, it was fun while it lasted. And then they went out there. They beat them. I mean, they they beat the Soviet team that nobody thought was possible. So for everything inside of the game, it was an incredible game. The upset, the way the game was won was so good. But then you add everything on top of that, what was going on in this country, what was going on in the world's just incredible moment. So for me, that sits at number one in sports moments of all time. And it's really not even close.
1: Yeah, uh, like I said, I started with that as my number one, and yeah. I would have 100% agreed with you, but the more I started reading it, the more I started typing these things. And I had these yeah. in a different order, but I guess the more I started thinking about, to me, what it means for something to be impactful mm-hmm. and an iconic sports moment. And again, part of this is because you and I had different ideas of what we were doing here, I guess. <laughs> right. um, so I, I kind of took it a little bit different way um, than you did. So. Mm-hmm. I understand why uh, your list... And honestly, if I had taken this list the way that you did, Miracle would have been my first one as well. Sure, 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 I started thinking of it from impactful moments from sports rather than just greatest sports moments, mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah. as to why this yeah. happened, why I ended up with this list. So,
0: Yeah, no, uh, it totally makes
1: sense. My number one is the U.S. women's soccer team, just in general.
0: Mm-hmm, Okay.
1: For a lot of reasons. Yeah. The U.S. women's soccer team have won the World Cup. The World Cup, like the biggest soccer tournament yeah. in the, on the planet. Yep. They've won the World Cup in 91, 99, 15, and 2019. Yeah. They were runners-up in 2011, and they got third place in 95, 2003, 2007. Yeah. Their dominance in this sport has been insane, continues. Well, okay, it doesn't really continue to be insane as of right (laughs) now because we're currently kind of getting our butts kicked. Yeah, a little bit. You know, age catches up to us. So that's a a thing. We'll bounce Mm -hmm. back. But uh, we've also won Olympic gold in 96, 04, 08, and 2012. We won silver in 2000 and we won bronze in the last Olympics. We don't have to talk about that one. (laughs) That one was disappointing. Um, But for me... It's a little bit bigger than just how successful they are. Now that plays into okay. it. But again, okay. my understanding of the assignment was how impactful sports have had. Mm-hmm. Like an impact. Mm-hmm. So in 99 World Cup in particular, we were the host country.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We won that World Cup.
0: Mm-hmm. A lot
1: of people remember the iconic penalty kick scored mm-hmm. by not me a ham, which most nope. people think it was not me a yeah, ham. Yeah. Brandy Chastain, she rips her shirt off, slides on the ground, you know, mm-hmm. got fined a bunch of money for that, which is absolutely <laughs> asinine. Well, um, which yeah. actually, ironically, now that I think about it, kind of plays into why, where I'm going with this. Um, sure. She gets fined for that. Um, but it had an enormous impact on one particular movement, and that is women's equal treatment in our country.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And. Obviously, our continued dominance continues to spur on women's equal treatment in our country with their, you know, lack of pay or their unequal pay. All those kind of things, the way that they're treated. The members of this team, current team, rather, are kind of at the forefront of being, you know, Mm -hmm. the faces of this movement and pushing it forward. Yeah. Um, So I think that... I guess, and and I said I would come back to this. The only reason in my mind that the U.S. women's soccer team and this whole movement of women being treated equal, because obviously mm-hmm. that's incredibly important uh, mm-hmm. and needs to be something that is focused on. Sure. Um, the only reason in my mind that it gets a one that it gets number one over Jackie Robinson mm-hmm. is because it's currently still something that we're still dealing with, and that they are still pushing for. Right. Now I realize that there are also issues within the color barrier thing
0: mm-hmm. that
1: we're still dealing with in this country right that from a, from a sports from a sports mindset
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think that the women's thing is still something that we're still pushing for and still trying for right um and that's why I gave them the slight nod It really has nothing other other than to do with that. could have okay. been a one a one b to me, but honestly that to me that kind of felt a little bit more disrespectful to do it that way so. Yeah. Hopefully, I don't piss anybody off with that, but mm. that's where I'm at. I think, I think that again, you and I had different ideas of what we were doing, and yeah. mine was impactful moments from sports. This obviously mm-hmm. is far more reaching than just sports. Yeah. Um, but that's why they're
0: number one for me. Okay. So. No, that's good. All right, I like that. That's a good one, and that uh, representing the team as a whole is is very good i mean that moment from 99 is is an iconic moment in us sports history um and yeah i like that that's a good one i do also think that uh the women's uh us national team is proof that if other if if other sports weren't as dominant in us culture as they are I think U.S. national team would destroy every other country in the World Cup every year, and it wouldn't even be close. I would agree because if I mean if if we're talking about LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and uh, um, I'm struggling to think of like an athletic football player at the moment, all um, of them, Patrick Mahomes. It's sure Patrick. Yeah, I mean if those three guys had grown up playing soccer and like you know that was the big the dream was to represent the U.S. national team. I mean, yeah, it wouldn't even be close. I agree. So
1: I hope that that's where we go with that. Obviously I'm biased as a avid diehard. Most of my life revolves around the sport of soccer. Mm -hmm. I I hope that in high schools and in middle schools, I hope that kids grow up wanting to be soccer players, not wanting Mm -hmm. to be football players. And uh, I guess selfishly, I don't really know selfishly, but um, that's kind of where I got excited with this whole focus on concussions. Right. It's not obviously the only reason why I got excited with that because obviously I want kids to be safer and not right. be dealing with concussions and CTE by the time they're nineteen. <laughs> exactly. You know, but I'm hoping more parents will be like, "Hey, maybe football. You know, you're gonna get hurt and like mm-hmm. have brain damage for most of your mm-hmm. life. So why don't you go play soccer instead? And maybe that will lead. Quite frankly, we don't need every single, you know, world class athlete or you know when they're in high school before they become world class right we don't need every single one no to pick soccer over football or soccer over baseball you know we don't need every single mike trout we don't need every single Mm -hmm. lebron james we need like three or four of them
0: yeah to just just be like
1: actually i really like soccer you know yeah we need these three sport athletes you know that instead of being basketball is my main we need matt turner (laughs) <laughs> Which I, I, a lot of people, yeah. in fact, including myself, I didn't know this until like a month ago. But mm. Matt Turner started playing uh, soccer in high school just mm. to stay in shape for basketball and baseball.
0: Mm. It mm-hmm. was in his
1: off season, and he wasn't doing anything, so he said, uh, I'm going to pick up soccer mm-hmm. and play it." And now he's the U.S. men's national team goalkeeper. Look at so, that! You know, we need more kids that I don't. Mm. Honestly, I don't care if they pick soccer just to stay in shape, but I need more yeah. kids to be like. Actually, I'm pretty good at this, and maybe I'll just focus on my talent here. Yeah. So I agree with what you're saying, and yeah. uh, I think that the women's team helps with that. Mm-hmm. It certainly Absolutely. has done it for women. Now, granted, yeah. the lack of women's sports available uh, also helps with that.
0: Right. But, I mean, you know, and, but I think that's kind of picture proof of you know showing. Because women don't have a lot of like professional sports options. Mm-hmm. Um, soccer is probably their best chance at being a professional athlete in this country. Obviously, there are options, but they don't have the representation, or they don't have the success that the women's soccer does. Right. And so you know, when all of our athletes are focusing on one sport, it's funny how dominant we can be. Um, right. So yeah. one day we'll get there, I think. Hopefully by 2026. Oh, and that's be delightful. not that's
1: not just a hope. That is I do have a little bit of faith behind that because our team yeah. is young and despite how I feel about right now our team because of mm-hmm. today's thing, we're also young and I think another even right. another 4 years like yeah. As long as we're healthy another 4 years from now, I think we can mm-hmm. make a nice push in that World Cup. Plus it's home, yeah. you know. Right. It's here. Let's get that final in Kansas City, what do you say? Oh, wow. Well, that's not going to happen. No, it's not. But <laughs> I'm just saying, did you, you watch the U.S. game. They only showed one watch party the entire game. That is true. And then the post game, they only talked about one watch party, and it was Mart in
0: Kansas City. So Yes. I'm yeah, but saying. I think they've already decided that they want the final to be in, a, um, I think it's MetLife Stadium.
1: Yeah. I mean, and it makes sense because of, you know, how many people it can hold. And right. I get it. I don't like it, but I get it.
0: Yeah. Well, I think they're planning on doing it, like, coast to coast, like, through the playoffs. Like, I think they're going to start west coast and move their way east. Yeah. Because um, they did say that every U.S. city will get one playoff game. Cool. I'll be so. there. Good. Better be. I'll
1: we'll be there in Kansas City. And you want to go to the Denver one?
0: Oh.
1: Oh. Oh. Did Denver not? Did Denver no. not get one? Ouch. Ooh, sorry, guys. We don't have any listeners stabby. in Denver. It's fine. Steppy, steppy, stab. <laughs> All right. You got some honorable mentions?
0: I think I All have right. a few. Yeah, I, I shockingly enough, did not do any honorable mentions. Oh, that's no. not true. I totally did. Of okay. course, I did. This is talk, record, upload. We do five things and then honorable mentions.
1: Five things and then some other more than five, also more things.
0: Right. Go ahead, um, just
1: run through yours, I'll run through mine, sure. and then we'll let these okay. people
0: get out of here. Hey, um, first one for me is actually kind of right on par with your 2002 Olympics. Um, and mine was the 2001 World Series Game 3 opening pitch. Yep. Um, this was held, I, I don't remember the exact date, but it was held a few days after 9 11 um, in New York City. The game had actually been postponed due to 9-11 a few days. Yep. Um, and who decides that they want to throw out the first pitch but our president, George W. Bush. Now, have your personal feelings about George W. Bush. I personally have never respected a president more in this moment than I did in this moment when George Bush stepped onto that field. He did so not only... I mean, he did so not only in a time when we needed to set, to revolve around a country, we needed to band together as a country. But he did so showing that showing the world that he's not scared. He's not afraid of anything. He's he is going to go out there and he is going to show the world that this country is not scared. Um, it, was, it was an incredible moment. I always one of my favorite quotes. I don't remember where I heard it from, but. Um, it 's like I would never in my life wish for another nine eleven but I would kill for another nine twelve The way the country behaved and the way the sense of pride this country had at nine twelve I think it was perfectly encapsulated in that moment. Um, it was just a good, good moment for this country it was It was cool. look at us now, look at us now. everybody hates each other. <laughs> um, my next one is the uh the brainy Chastain. World, World Cup PK winner, iconic U.S. moment. Just Oh, yeah. When you picture U.S. soccer, if that's one of the iconic moments. Um, next one for me is the, um, the iconic shot of, from Muhammad Ali versus Sonny Liston. That photo, black and white, or Muhammad Ali, knocking out Sonny Liston in, I think it was 12 seconds, um, after Sonny Liston had been talking smack the entire time. And just sitting there, heaving giant gasp of breath over him—just an incredible moment. So cool. Um, easily one of the top top single shots in U.S. or in sports history. Um, my next one is a personal moment for me because I feel like it was the growth, like kind of like the rebranding of this league. Um, But that was Latani Ibrahimović's first MLS goal. When that man walked out on that field, got off the plane, drove to the fields, they threw him a jersey and they said, just go do something. They come down from three goals down and he heaves this ridiculous volley from half fields. Shouldn't have had a prayer of going in and scored the goal, just unreal. Unreal. And for me, I think that was kind of a big uptick moment in Major League Soccer. I think that was a big growth moment for us. Yeah, I would say so. And the last one for me um, is the 2014 U.S. World Cup. For me, that was probably the most fun I've had rooting for U.S. in a World Cup from finally getting the monkey off our back and beating Ghana um, to the incredibly disappointing draw versus Portugal. Um, only losing one nil to Germany even was exciting. Um, but we did what we had to, to to advance to the knockout stage. And Tim Howard's 16 save game against um, Belgium, one of the most exciting U.S. games I've ever watched in my life. And this was the first World Cup that you and I got to experience together. So us experiencing those games together, being at, eating at Buffalo Wild Wings, watching us lose to Belgium, to you getting mad because we hadn't scored yet five seconds into the match, and then 12 (laughs) seconds later, Clint Dempsey scores against Ghana. Hey, I'm just just saying,
1: that's where that started. And now every game we go to... Every single game we go to, after 10 seconds, I'm like,
0: why are we not scored yet? Because exactly. it worked once. <laughs> it worked once. It hasn't worked since, but it worked once. So, anyway, those are my honorable mentions. I like that, except for, uh, you said, disappointing tie to Portugal. I don't know about you, I'll take a draw against Portugal any day. It's one of those that if you had told me going into the match that we were going to draw against Portugal, I would have been tickled pink, but to let the goal in the 95th minute, especially considering it it was an obnoxious amount of uh, stoppage time given, it -hmm. shouldn't have been five minutes. Yeah, that's true. Um, So it's one of those that, like, going into it, he told me we were going to draw a 2-2. Perfect. Um, But in the match, we should have won that game. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Alright, what do you got? I got three
1: honorable mentions. Uh, My first one is... Nineteen seventy four, Hank Aaron became the all time home run mm. king.
0: Okay, I don't really
1: yeah. have much context outside of that. That just happened in nineteen seventy four, and like that's obviously a super iconic sports moment. Yeah, in the United States, because mm-hmm. again, that's what I did. Yeah, um, my second one is Michael Phelps, two thousand eight Beijing Olympics. Yeah, just yeah, in general, a one. the guy entered in eight
0: mm-hmm. different
1: events and yep. he won. Eight gold medals.
0: Yeah.
1: I remember watching that. I've never in my life cared about the Olympics as much as I did (laughs) in that moment. Yeah. And that is saying something because I watch every Olympics. I love the Olympics, I watch winter and summer. And I watch every event that I can. I record most <laughs> events. I, I watch a lot of Olympics. You probably yeah. know that because I'm always texting you like, "Did you watch this?" And you're like, "I don't care about curling. Leave me alone." You know, that is not true. I care. You're about right. Curling. That's, that's a bad. That's a bad example. But you're like, "I don't. No, I didn't watch the women's high jump. Leave me alone." <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, Bro. "That's fair." So, but that one yeah. in particular, I loved watching that. Michael
0: Phelps was yeah. dominating. It was incredible. Yeah, the uh, um, the no. the medley relay against France. Yep. where we won by 1,000th of a second was still yep. one of the best Olympic moments in my Absolutely. memory. Absolutely.
1: I was standing, cheering, screaming at my TV as if it mm. were a World Cup game. <laughs> uh, except for I don't know what that's like because we don't get to play in that level of World Cup games right. for the men because well, you know. Right. Um, and my last honorable mention is the only Olympian that is more impressive than Michael Phelps. And let's be real, she's probably the be- the greatest American athlete of all time. Yeah. Simone Biles. Sure. The only, she was the second thing that I typed down, third thing after one miracle on ice yep. two Simone Biles. Wow. The only reason that she even got knocked down to honorable mentions is because, mm-hmm. again, I started talking about things that were impactful in, as a, in our country like mm-hmm. outside of sports cuz I misunderstood this and I'm too much of a US soccer fan to not put Landon Donovan's goal on there yeah. if I'm being honest Simone Biles way more impressive than Landon Donovan I 100% right, sure. acknowledge that but what do you want? What do you want me to do?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, you know that's yeah, it's it's my list. So yeah, but Simone Biles, twenty five gold medals overall competitions, four silvers, mm-hmm. five bronze in the Olympics mm-hmm. alone. She's got four golds, one silver, two bronze. Just yep. just insane. She's insane. She's the greatest American athlete of all time. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't yep. know that she'll ever be beat. she's just she's insane. That's so, she's that's she's my question.
0: last honorable mention. Just her in general. Okay. So, all right. Yeah, that's all I got for you. That's all I got. That, that was a fun little game. That was a good one. I think I won, right?
1: Uh, I mean, we did completely opposite things. So right. I feel like you won the apples, I won the oranges. So.
0: Deal. I'll take it. I like yeah. apples
1: better anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I guess let's let these people go.
1: Yeah, let's let them get out of here. Everybody have a great Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, let's hope. Black Friday brings... I don't care about shopping. I just hope that we can at least draw against England. That's all yes. I care about. Yes. Hopefully when we record another episode after Logan's vacation, we're talking about our awesome entry into Knockout Rounds.
0: Here's hoping. Here's hoping.
1: Yep. All right, y'all. All right. Be safe. Have a good holiday. We're
0: out. Bye. Bye.